Uh, here we are at another Mayfair podcast. I am Josh. I'm Mel. I'm Andrew. And it is a beautiful day outside. Yeah, what Finally. are we doing inside? We should be set up on the roof. <laughs> yeah, no better day to hide inside a movie theater. If we have like a windsock for the mic, we could be outside. We should do that. We should get, I think we could get a windsock and go up on the roof and record a podcast. It'll give me a serious reason to conquer my fear of heights. But then if like a fire truck or ambulance go by, you would hear it. But Everybody's just... going to know what's going on on Bank Street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even in the theater, like we're, we're pretty decent. Like you can't hear people walking by in the street, but if an ambulance goes by or a fire truck, and it's a quiet film, you can hear it? You can hear it, yeah. But yeah, I always, I remember years ago, there was like a, some behind the scenes stuff on the office, the original office DVDs. And it was like Ricky Gervais teasing fans and saying, oh, you're the kind of people who are going to stay inside and watch this bonus material on a nice sunny day with the blinds closed. And that was like exactly what I was doing. <laughs> and then after the podcast today, on our first beautiful day in Ottawa, I'm going to stick around and watch Wild Tales at four o'clock. So I hope more than that's me show up. The movie, the movie that's offending a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I'm always... It looks fantastic. I, I yeah. have yet to see it. All I know is that it's insane and dark and violent and funny. Yeah. And has got an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Well, I think any time, and, and, and you can go back decades, like whether it be um, Midnight Cowboy or Silence of the Lambs or Pulp Fiction, movies come out and will get recognition from Cannes or the Oscars or Golden Globes and maybe a more, you know, I don't know what to say, a normal type filmmaker or not, a normal type film goer, some of it a bit more middle of the line who doesn't like the more controversial stuff will go, oh, it, it's, it's nominated for awards and go seize it. It has prestige. Prestige. And then gets offended and walks out. And I, and I remember going to see Pulp Fiction, so like, you know, 20 years ago and witnessing a couple of old couples stand and walk out at certain mm -hmm. scenes because they just look in the paper at the time and would see, like, oh, nominated for X amount of Oscars and X amount of Golden Globes. It's got feathers on the poster. Yeah, yeah it's, got, exactly. it's got feathers on the poster. <laughs> and, and especially nowadays where those... I think, I don't know, once upon a time, and I could be totally wrong about this, I thought those... They're not feathers. What are they? The, yeah, they're, the, like, olive branches. Olive branches. Like Caesars. But I thought that was, like, can. Yeah. Like, that was, like, can it film festival. Mostly is. But now you could be, like... like the torture porn film festival from Idaho <laughs> and you just put those feathers on it and you go grand prize winner people's choice award we give it stars the yeah. torture porn <laughs> yeah. film festival from Idaho I'm gonna start that I'm moving to Idaho I'm gonna start it's gonna be all the soft films Idaho is the, uh, the torture <laughs> yeah. porn the cinematic torture porn oh capital God, of the US we're gonna get hate mail from Idaho <laughs> now it's gonna happen no they're gonna be inspired they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna start the potatoes and torture porn it'll, it'll be all the all the films you I mean, I've seen a lot of these films at like Fantasia, you know, but, uh, but yeah, so, so with Wild Tales, I think it's the same thing where you look at the poster at a glance, you see it's, it's all these awards and stuff and yeah, people have been walking out, not like, you know, it's like two or three per show or whatever, but it's been happening. But then I watched Timbuktu yesterday and it was beautiful, like a beautiful, amazing movie. Um, and it's all, it's all, you know, very, very simple life of these people who are, are cattle farmers but then in the town, it's all like the terrorism things are happening. And, and, and there's all these like scenes with these like strong women saying like, I'm not going to put on I'm not on covering that, my hair. I'm not covering my hands. I'm not covering my hair. And, but, so there's, there's that part of the movie, very inspiring. And these beautiful shots of like, you know, cattle walking through the desert and stuff. But then some horrible, horrible things happen. And it's like, it's like anytime you watch it, whether it be like a, um, you know, Selma 
or Get or any of these kind of movies, they're great. And at the end, you're just like, oh, humanity is horrible. <laughs> I don't want to live on this planet anymore. And it's, it's worth seeing, definitely worth seeing. But at the end, you're, you're just, it's the, the, you know, sounds hokey, but the power of film at the end, you're just like, oh, we got to, someone has to get on top of fixing this. Uh, that's the to, thing about these movies is it's better to know than not know. Yeah. Like, if you're ignorant about stuff like that, I don't know. And there, and, like, there's a huge part of the world that you don't know anything oh, yeah. about. And, and there's part of Timbuktu that, it sounds weird, but I was trying to form how to s- say this, but it, it almost felt like a Coen Brothers movie at times because it was like a simple man who does something bad and gets caught up in something big with a bunch of other bad people. And I was like, man, it, this is, it's almost Fargo-esque, at t- it, strangely. But it's real life. But it's, yeah, and... and um, and just be- well, because it's not a documentary. no, it's, it's fictional, but but and because it's not any big name stars or anything, it just it does have this sense of realism to it that you're watching a documentary. Yeah, because there's there's it's all it's all like a foreign film with all actors we're not familiar with, and but man, it was good. But at the end, the credits are rolling and it it hits Everybody's you. Everybody's quiet. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I don't think we had any walkouts on that. But there was a couple scenes where. If there was some squeamish folks, they might walk out because there's a couple of violent scenes in there. Yeah. But uh, but again, it's an example of like a award-winning type film, and like Ebert had a great line that I'm going to get wrong, but he basically said like like going to film is kind of like a, like your window into the world, like like it's, it's understanding our neighbors, like yeah. places we might never go. Create, like, creates empathy. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what this did. Like yeah. and and like I always think anybody who takes light, all the the horrible political things happening in the world or, or says we should go bomb those people. You just watch a movie like Timbuktu and you're like, oh, there's kids and farmers it's and normal human yeah, merchants and people who like music and playing soccer. and, and oh, it was a, good, a good example of that is uh, we, didn't show, we didn't end up showing it, but uh, John Stewart's movie Rosewater. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I did, yes. Where it's basically like um, his whole... Mo with that movie was to show that you know people in the Middle East are, a lot of a lot of them aren't you know they're not savages they're just regular folks who yeah you know the majority of people wake up every morning yeah they go to they go to stuff. work they want to yeah. go to school yeah you know they don't want to bomb the U S or anyone else and that movie I know is, is one of the examples of the like we love the Mayfair but the curse of the one screen theater yeah. is that like we had that as a coming soon poster I think we even had it on the trailer loop I think I saw the trailer for it yeah. But, we, we just didn't it, get it. We ran at a time. It was coming out on DVD. Whatever yeah. happened, and we we lost. The Bytown showed it. Yeah, the Bytown. I showed didn't. It, yeah. I saw it on Google Play at home. So yeah. I mean, I didn't see it theatrically. I actually just. It's funny. Like the, the only, like the the, the, the lack of the video store world. I stumbled on that. My brain turned off. <laughs> we should be outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no video stores anymore. There's the library, and that's where I go. Is which the is library. amazing. Yeah. I went there yesterday. The you can get. Pool, an ocean yeah. of movies if you have time to dig through it. I, like their organizational system isn't the best, but yeah. like so many things. But they'll are there. carry some new stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, it is the new video store and it's free. Yeah. And and that's I always I and always I, I remember going up. They had like very little. They had oh, like yeah. I, I'd go there. They'd have like they had a copy of like the Deer Hunter, and then casual, I rented Casualties of War. It's which it's, you know it's nerds. It's because nerds now run the library. Yeah. And so they have an excellent comic book selection yeah. and an excellent uh, movie selection. Yeah. Because they have X amount of their budget. So I always joke, like, you know, I always say, like, you know, I you know, don't watch TV ever. Don't do anything at home ever. But, you know, you can't come to the Mayfair all the time. And, yeah. and because sometimes you, you're sick. Sometimes you're, yeah. you know, Or you've seen all the, the movies. If, if we hold something over, you know, you're, yeah. you're allowed. But 
That's right. I just watched Rosewater like three or four days ago because I stumbled on it on mm-hmm. the, the new release library shelf. But and and the, the local library has been very nice with us. They've done some funny things of of like um, cross promotion. Cro- yeah, they'll, they'll just go like cross Twitter. Yeah, they'll go like, oh, if you missed um, Selma at the Mayfair, we have it on order and we'll have it soon. Yeah. Or they'll yeah. say like, um, if you're going to see this movie, we have the book it was based off of. Which is kind of cool because maybe some library person will see that and go, because we still have this misconception about the Mayfair with some people that, although we just screen vampires, les, vampiros, lesbos, we don't do that three shows a day, seven days a week. Yeah, it's it's not a porno theater anymore. No, <laughs> it was <laughs> was for a little while. But I think some people don't know we show those kind of films, so it's it's cool that the library does that little cross promotion thing and and uh, says that we're showing certain things that might be of interest to their clientele who don't know about us or aren't familiar with us. And, and I'm sure that, li- I bet you that library Twitter covers a lot more space than our Twitter does, and we do fairly well with our Twitter, but X amount of libraries. How many Twitter followers do we have? We're pushing 6,000 now. Like really? We're wow. At, we're at, and, it, and it's, it's going along so fast. Cause I, if I remember correctly, I think we're at like, like I say pushing 6,000, but like 5785 or something like that. But it seems like just yesterday we were at like fifty seven hundred in the day. Like it's fast, yeah. and every day it's like. So we have more Twitter followers than uh, Facebook. Facebook, followers. yeah. At Facebook, I think we're around thirty five hundred, and not I, not counting the the fake people that we yeah, sometimes we were, get. <laughs> we were just chatting about not, this. Not getting the not counting the Russian mail order brides that <laughs> yeah. we sometimes let subscribe to our... That Andrew has a weak spot for. <laughs> yeah, just, just because it's a pretty lady doesn't mean it's a pretty human lady. Because, and some people, at, we were just chatting about this before we, we rolled, that uh, some people ask, why does our Facebook have to be locked down? Why can't you just join it? And the reason is because for every human being who has to join, and, and it's getting staggering now. Like, it used to be like one in 20. And now I swear it's like, Three robots to one human. And sometimes it's, it is a real person's profile. They just got hacked. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, and sometimes they'll slip by. And luckily nothing horrible has happened because I'm just waiting for one to slip by and post porn on the website yeah. or something. But usually it's something rather tame well, and boring. Nice. Yeah, like it'll, it'll, you'll see the, the fake person and you'll see 20 of our posts in a row with like, go to shoes.com. And you're like, oh, stupid shoes.com. But so that's why, so we try to take a moment when you request to be on Facebook and just make sure that- Stalk you a little bit. Yeah, we stalk you a bit and go like, oh, you're from Ottawa. Here's a couple pictures of you. Here's a picture of you saying you went to a Sens game or something, you know, we're like, okay. like an interview. Yeah, yeah, we do a little interview check. It's like buying a gun. (laughs) There was one today and it was just a very fake looking photo and then just, uh, gibberish just like like somebody going a keyboard status poetry yeah and, and and i was like that's you're not a person i'm not letting you on here but uh but yeah it's interesting and i think because i don't know if facebook more mums and dads gone on facebook and there's nothing wrong with that but i think that made it not cool and now anybody under the age of like now it's the myspace of life i don't yeah. know yeah and obviously it's still being used but i don't know if twitter is now or Insta- someone told me Instagram's it now. Like Instagram is what all or, the cool or, kids are using. Uh, Vine or Vine. Well, Vine's more for like humor, I think. Yeah, like, the, I don't those know are kind of funny. About these things, guys. What is Snapchat? Snapchat. That's where you draw pictures of penises. <laughs> That's pretty much what oh. it's for. But it, but it disappears right away. Isn't that what Snapchat is? 
Oh like God. you send it and it self-destructs? Yeah. yeah. So you, you send a picture and it's gone. So it doesn't like stick around on a Facebook page. Oh, okay. But then there's all this kind of stuff where people saying like, yeah, but people are still saving those photos. So if you think you're sending something, it's still going to get leaked oh. and your parents are going to see it. But... But yeah, so Snapchat is like is like Instagram secret theoretically. Okay. And then Vine <laughs> is is videos, which some people use very effectively. Like Conan O'Brien show does some pretty funny stuff. But it's like what, like six seconds? Yeah. So it's quick. So so I mean, it, it would be another thing to do. But if we wanted to do it, it would be like you holding your camera up to me and me pointing at a picture, a poster of the room, and being like, "Hey, everybody, the room is this Saturday at whatever o'clock." And that would be it. And we should get Matt to do those. Yeah, Matt could do. Matt was getting some some high praise for his vampire. Did he dressed as a vampire? Uh, That's his thing now. Is dressed. One a, of our candy characters. bar people. He did a yeah. One of our candy bar people likes to uh, do a little do He's a little flare. He's yeah. He likes theme nights. Yeah, he was like theme nights. He went to school for theater, and so um, I don't know. Yeah, he sort of got into the theme a couple of weekends in a row. Uh, he dressed up as Sherlock when we were playing. I didn't know no, about I missed Sherlock. That. <laughs> when we were playing, um, oh geez, now I'm having a brain fart. Oh, uh, imitation game. Exactly. Uh, what else did he do? He did, did he dress as like Benedict Sherlock or like Sherlock with like a, like a pipe and a hat? No, like, like Benedict, Benedict Sherlock. Oh, and he did all the manuals. He dresses and up stuff. like Tommy Wiseau yeah. for the room. I've seen I've seen his he YouTube made, video. Of yeah, he Tommy made a little Wiseau. video. I told him that he should make one for every month so that because in the, he said the date in that one. And yeah. So I was like, make one for every month. We'll put it up on the big screen. But, yeah. Um, what oh, else yeah. did he do? He also dressed up as Rocky Balboa for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. The because uh, yeah because I know. Seems like it's been a little while, but we've had costume stuff before, and I was chatting about it recently because we were kind of, uh, Ian and Leah and myself were kind of talking about some some coming soon stuff down the line, and how like we've had costumes for Ghostbusters and uh, for um, Kill Bill, I think. I, I seem to remember somebody dressed as the bride for Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. In, like like, um, like people that we asked to come in? Or just no, just folks people, dressing folks dressed up. Yeah. yeah, and I think at Pulp Fiction we had, again, someone dressed as Uma from Pulp Fiction, I believe. Big Lebowski was Big like Lebowski. a crowd of robes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we have some, some stuff on the horizon, which, you know, we don't have a date set, but, but we, you know, there will be another Indiana Jones in our future, and I want the boulder to come back. I don't know if that boulder still exists. I can't. I don't know where you would put that boulder. The dear boulder. Dear boulder, please come Storage back. Storage locker. Yeah. Um, and then if we do, well, we're doing Jaws. So Jaws. Somebody should Jaws dress up enough. like uh, Quint or uh, or the shark. shark. Like left shark. Yeah. <laughs> like like Chevy Chase used to do on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yeah. Or like, or like the shark from from the Katy Perry. At exactly. The, yeah. I don't know anything about the football, but Me I either. watched that clip of the the. Actually, because that's what I did. I just watched the halftime show. Uh, sure. on, yeah. on, uh, watched the highlights of the halftime show. But the funny thing is, everyone was making fun of that shark, and it, it didn't stand out to me. Like, no. I thought he was going to be like. He was just a normal shark. Yeah. Maybe he had shifty eye? I guess so. Or he was like one step behind the other shark. I don't know what it was. Can somebody explain the shark to us? Yeah, we don't, I don't understand the shark thing. But, um, but yeah, for Jaws, we have, we have that coming up, which is uh, the 40th anniversary, and then. I, I, I keep on meaning to put it on Twitter and Facebook, and I don't want to get people to get, like, too excited because, like, there is such thing as, like, announcing things too early. Jumping the gun? Yeah. Yes. But, <laughs> but maybe I will just say that we do know that in October of 2015, it is the day that Back to the Future yeah. 2 
went to the future. We do have a FOIF capacitator in the building. And it keeps us up to date on all of this stuff. And, and we are acquainted with somebody who has a DeLorean. Yes. So we know that's happening. Yes. So, so we know that sometime in the future, there will be Back to the Future back at the Mayfair. There's a documentary coming out. There's oh, no, ki yeah. A Kickstarter documentary about like the cult following of Back to the Future. Because the skateboards are like... Real now? A step away, yeah. Well, they, they're doing the floating... Uh, and they're doing the shoes... Aren't there shoes that they've done? The shoes... I've seen... I saw Michael J. Fox, I think, on Letterman a, a little while ago. And it was for his, his like ongoing good deed, save the world fundraising mm -hmm. stuff that he's doing. And Nike produced horribly ugly shoes. But they're like the exact same thing. And he sold them for a semi-reasonable price. But it was like, you know, 150 bucks or something. But all the money went to charity but they're like the exact replica of the ugly shoes from Back to the Future 2. Cool. So those exist. But like I just saw somewhere on the internet, they, somebody made a, uh, like a Star Wars, like a mini Star Wars speeder bike and it's actually flying around Whoa. because they just hid like the little mini drone technology in it that people can buy to have like, like people using it more and more, especially for independent film, it's like a relatively cheap thing. You can buy like your little helicopter device and use it to like get aerial shots and stuff oh, like that. Shit. A friend of mine was, was did a, a demo reel for it, and I don't know the price, but like you know, a few years ago it would be thousands of thousands of dollars. It would have been like only a professional big budget film could have used it. Yeah. And now like a small production company can afford this stuff uh, slightly easier, and it's just man, talk about production value. You got these like overhead flying shots and stuff. So somebody took that little thing that you might use to make a GoPro fly around. And, or if you're at a hockey game, I was at a hockey game a while ago and there was like, like a, a shark balloon kind of thing flying around with this little like helicopter device. So anyhow, they stuck it to a speeder bike and I was just like, well, there you go. It's real now, yeah, right? Like, so, so you just got to slap that onto a bottom of a skateboard and we've got our flying skateboards. Wow. As far as I understand <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, but I know the, the one thing about October 2015 that won't come true is that Jaws was up to part 19, I think, in Back to the Future 2. It was a big number. It was like, and, and uh, Michael Jackson was still alive. I think. Oh, that's see, that wasn't there something in the. It's been years since I've seen it, but Michael yeah. Jackson is on TV in the. Diner. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 October 2015 seemed much more neon and 90s than it well, does. Well, because it's now. like it's it's you know that movie was made in like 88 or something. So it's like you know they do the future, but it's still very reflective of the 80s. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, man, like but Predator Two is set in nineteen ninety seven, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's they don't make it too future. They can't make it too futuristic because they don't know so much. You know, yeah. that, that's almost always my complaint with future films is that they say they, they pick a date and it'll be, you know, if you're in nineteen ninety, they pick two thousand, or if you're in two thousand, they pick twenty ten. And I remember it was oh, what was it? The, uh, Strange Days, the Catherine Bigelow film. Mm -hmm. And it came out in, I think, like 95-ish. Yeah, and, and it was in 99. 99. And clearly in those four years, they thought a lot more technology was going to happen. Or like even now, not too bad because you think when Blade Runner came out, it was like the very early 80s. But now we're only four years away from Blade Runner time. And we don't got our flying cars yet. <laughs> we don't got our clone robot guys we don't got any of that yet but that that's that hurts your brain a bit when you're like we're only four years well, off if we had those i don't think people would care so much because no. 
they'd be everyone's looking at their phones. Yeah. So they wouldn't be like marveling at it, like, oh my god, flying they'd be like, Oh look at the look at my Snapchat of the flying car. Yeah. And we yeah. are we are in the future to a certain extent because when you do think of, of just what technology is in your pocket for your cell phone, it's pretty science fictional when you're like, yeah, I've got all this music in there and video and it's got even just the simplicity of a calculator and my calendar in this. And no one cares. No one cares. You're like, this is amazing. Did you see this? And, and no one cares about the moon because like in, like in the yeah. 50s and 60s, it was all about the moon. The future was the moon. Like, we're going to be living on the moon. Yeah. And, now it's like, now well, we're we, not. Don't, we don't care about Mars. We don't care about the moon. We no. just care about Snapchat and... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and getting Instagram. selfies and Instagram. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's interesting with... We were saying we just saw a trailer for a horror movie that um, it's like a Facebook-tinged... Or is, is, is a social media-tinged horror film. Oh, the Unfriended? Unfriended. I saw a trailer for this yesterday. Which, it's so interesting because when you think how it's just... It's, a, it's all about... It's a Skype themed horror movie yeah and it's just like a sign of the times of this like now it's social media time and before it was with the ring it was yeah yeah so this person is unfriended and it's the end of their life no they're it's it's so horrible if they're killed it's this girl i don't know if we should talk about this movie so much because i don't know yeah we should move on we we got we got sidetracked we'll talk about this when we're like but she it's this dead girl coming back to life and you know kills people over skype yeah. Oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, we're not going to talk about bad horror Skype, movies. And that Skype ring is really creepy, anyway. The yeah. Doo, 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 yeah. Doo, doo, doo. But uh, we do have back on the, like, officially, we do mean it, it's coming, is It Follows. Because in, in mm-hmm. my chats with our programmer, Lee, he said, like, so now, that's the thing, like, if you look at our coming soon on the website, you can just click the little link to look over our coming soon. It's often kind of hard to keep track of, because we'll, we'll, a movie will not be in distribution anymore or the powers that be don't want us to screen it anymore. But right now in our coming soon, we're going to try to keep on top of stuff that we know is coming soon. So now we have, I think if I can remember on there, we have well, like... I can look. Oh yeah, sure. We have, I know, but so It Follows is top of the heap and we have like a poster in-house and we played the trailer uh, on Friday night before the movie. Yeah. So hopefully that's very and this, soon. this movie is really uh, quite the, the indie yeah. hit. Yeah, so hopefully all of our fans who have stuck around a bit to to watch it we will have that soon uh white god is something that a lot of people have been asking us about uh it's a somebody told me it's like a kind of a planet of the apes post-apocalyptic kind of movie but with dogs where the dogs rise up essentially so should we do a book matinee oh god yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be creepy. Die? That'd be like a that'd be like a William Castle kind of experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Bring your dogs to the. And I think I think it's a, and I always you know despite trying to you know give give an opinion on programming and give my two cents and you know that kind of thing, I try to avoid kind of trailers and reviews as much as I can because I like being surprised as much as the next guy. Mm, yeah. But I think the central character in White God is a, a young girl who's who's when the dog uprising starts, people get afraid of their dogs but she has her own dog who she's friends with and it's their story. Oh. And and I'm and I'm just like That's I, cute. and the trailer I'm just like it's kind of like like a Disney Homeward Bound movie but scarier and I'm just like oh I know this movie's going to make me cry. This movie is going to make me Killer cry. dog movies are underrated. Yeah. There's Man's Best Friend <laughs> mm-hmm. which is about this scientifically this genetically engineered 
attack dog. Yeah. And then Ali Sheedy finds it as a re- takes it oh, as a yeah. rescue. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the dog is really kind and protective to her, but like, yeah. you know, killing everybody else and like eating cats and Yeah. Yeah. And then there's White Dog, uh, Sam Fuller's White Dog, which is about a dog that's basically trained yeah. and raised to attack black people. Oh. And so uh, this woman finds it, doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't realize its background and and figures out what what it, its background is and takes it to a black um, animal trainer and says, yeah. I want you to, like, deprogram this dog. Yeah. That's a really good movie. That's crazy. Yeah. So and then, we, like, Cujo. And Cujo, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen Cujo. Oh, man, that was, like, the movie that my dad would make me watch on TV. Like, what? Yeah. Every time. I every should time. see it. And it is very, it's the, the, the simplicity of the story when you kind of juxtapose it against a lot of the other Stephen King books, like, you know, The Stand or The Dark Tower. Yeah. It's the story about... If I remember correctly, a mom and a kid trapped in a car, trapped in a car yeah. with an evil dog outside, and that's it. Like that's the and there's there's a bit more before and after, but like the bulk of the story is, is that, that. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 it's good, yeah. Anyway. But okay, so uh, Miss Julie, we have coming up. Uh, it's I think Friday. We, it's Friday. Yeah, I think. so the third is that the wait. It's not Friday thirteenth again. The seventeenth. Seventeenth. My brain's not the thirteenth. More Friday. 13th. And Miss Julie is the eight hundred and fiftieth. Jessica Chastain movie in the past five years. I'm fine with that. I like her. Oh, yeah. I was going to say of this year. Of this year. <laughs> of this year. But she's like the hardest working woman in show business. Yeah. She, she just has so many movies. And it's a kind of period piece, uh, romantic kind of uh, movie that should fare well for our afternoon crowds. Directed by Liv Ullman, who is uh, the leading lady in a lot of um, uh, Bergman's movies. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we have that. Oh, and we have... Woman uh, in Gold. Starring Helen Mirren and Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds returns. This yeah. movie will be just like The Voices. It'll be uh, talking dogs and cats. <laughs> <laughs> Except with Helen Mirren and, and yeah. sequence. Yeah, so uh, Woman in Gold with Helen Mirren, who always fares well at the Mayfair. Yeah. I joke if we I could mean, have, not like... not surprising. She's yeah. great, but... If we could have, like, a Helen Mirren movie once a month, it would be great. Uh, and, and it's funny, because we just screened... We're just right now... Just we're to alternate screen- her and Meryl... Yeah, yeah. Her and Meryl Streep and maybe Judy Dench, if we could just flip-flop those three ladies. Uh, and then Ryan Reynolds is in Woman in Gold, who's in The Voices right now, which I really love, so he's uh, back in this one. And then we're going to play Disney Cinderella for matinees coming up as soon as we can get it. And that's funny, because I heard somebody say it, it made a ton of money, and they were like, oh, Cinderella makes $500 million. And then somebody countered with, no. The uh, new animated short for Frozen made $500 million, and then the kids stuck around to watch Cinderella. <laughs> and, it's and then their parents decided that $15 yeah. for a ticket was yeah. staying. And it, it is a fascinating, it's kind of a funny joke, but it's, I think it's kind of true, where it, it's a, sometimes the Disney short in front is a surprise. Like, I remember there was one in front of one of their, we, we, the short screened here, and it was called Get a Horse, and it was a mix of old 2D Mickey Mouse, like kind of black and white animation, and present-day kind of 3D CG animation. And I can't remember what it was on in front of, but that was kind of a surprise short. Like, they didn't announce it. It was they just were kind often, of... often, back when we would get film, yeah. shorts like that were often a surprise. We would get, yeah. There was always a couple of trailers that were attached at the beginning of the first reel of the film, and, some, and it would just be, the short would be after that, and you're like, oh, what is this? Yeah. And a couple of times, it was like, well, do we take it off? Do we yeah. leave it on? <laughs> Obviously, we leave it on. But for, for this new Frozen... Uh, short in front of Cinderella, it was like part of the ad campaign. It was like, oh, it was like, you know, Cinderella featuring a brand new Frozen short, and 
That's sort of unheard of. Yeah, and and so Frozen is you know this phenomenon. So so for Frozen fans holding out for the next Frozen movie, bring your kids to see Cinderella, and and not to you know backhand compliment poor Cinderella because I hear Cinderella is very good as well. And it's, it's directed by Kenneth Branagh, who of course has done some Shakespeare Thor. stuff and <laughs> Thor. Yeah, Thor. so it's it's and it, and it's it's. Oh, I guess maybe Alice in Wonderland gets the credit for this, but it's starting this ball rolling dark. on this dark live action Disney train that's going now because on on their production slate now is like a live action Pinocchio, Mulan, Beauty and the Beast, Jungle Book. So for whatever reason, I guess just because they're financially doing well, but um, yeah, we don't have to worry about Disney. I think no, they're doing okay. They're this doing year. okay. <laughs> With their Marvel and their Pixar. And their you know, they movie. struggle, but uh, I think they, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be on top pretty soon. Yeah. So Cinderella is another family matinee we have coming up. And a lot of people often ask about our family matinees. And it's, it's the, 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 the simple answer is if there was more cartoons being produced that we could show, we would show them. Um, but there's just not that many. You know, like we just... We get what we can. Yeah, we just screened SpongeBob, which I, I was madly in love with. I thought was so good. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll screen the kids stuff as we can, uh, whenever it comes. Um, but they're just kind of few and far in between, especially last year. Like, I don't think there was a Pixar film and there's fewer and fewer animation being done in, in lieu of kind of live action stuff. So, uh, we'll do what we can. And grown up stuff has been faring well on our matinees too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so. People like waking up on the weekend. Yeah. Come, come. <laughs> Except for me. Yeah. <laughs> And what was the, there, were, there was something else on that list. Um, uh, I saw, what's the actress's name who notoriously is in Twilight, but she's also in... Oh, uh, Kristen, Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Kristen Stewart, who I always come to the defense of because I really liked her in she's, Still she's Alice. She's getting some more respect lately. Yeah. Cause, you it's know, just a bummer that she decided to do the Twilight movie. She did the guys. Twilight Outside movies. Outside of that, she's yeah. awesome. But the good news is the money she made off of four Twilight movies, she can now do any independent movie through the rest of her life yeah. because I'm sure her bank account is fine. She, she can, can sit in a hot tub doing... the rest of her yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> so she has a new movie coming out where she plays the assistant to Juliette Binoche who is playing an actress and it's it, and she just won the like France equivalent of an Oscar for like supporting actress for this movie. So it kind of got her some good street cred. And it's called I can't it's called Clouds of Sil Marie, I believe. Of to silver. the internet machine. To the internet. <laughs> oh, internet. You'll never And this is, it. yeah, Juliet Binoche. Yeah. And, and so we have that one coming up as well. But like I said, just keep, keep an eye on her coming soon. Uh, really, the best thing to do is just, you know, take a, take a moment. Maybe I should put on our coming soon page, like, title subject to change. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, so we nothing get, is set in stone so until we, Monday. Yeah, so we don't get, get sued for false advertising. <laughs> But really, even like, you Clouds know... Clouds of Sils Maria. Yeah, it looks really good. Oh, and it also has uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes, who's also in a ton of movies lately. Um, Boy Choir. And Boy Choir, which we have on the, the Dustin trailer. Dustin Hoffman. Which looks really good. Like, at first glance, it might seem a little bit kind of like a sissy coming-of-age <laughs> movie. But it's got a great cast. Sissy Choir. Sissy yeah. Choir. Sissy Choir for boys. That's, that's what the football team calls it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if folks just kind of... You know, you don't have to religiously tune in 10 times a day or anything, but just take a quick look at our Facebook page or Twitter, and you'll see all the kind of coming soon stuff that we're hinting at or talking about. Nothing is really secret. No. that's like there's, there's, There seems to be a misconception every once in a while from somebody 
on Twitter and they're like, oh, can you tell us if you're getting this? And I, I without trying to sound too snarky, I just have like a go-to response where it's like, it's like when we find out about something, we... We're excited. Yeah, we post it on <laughs> Facebook. And tw- if I'm sitting at home and we get a list of two or three movies, I'll, you know, watch Letterman and find the posters and stick them on Twitter and mock up a poster and that... and. Andrew sticks stuff on the website and on Facebook, and, and it happens very quick. So, like, we're never, like, going to not tell you that we have a movie, like, as soon as we can book it. And so... Trust, some, trust our, our taste and our radar. Like, and we, our nerdiness and our excitedness. Like, we, we, we have our finger uh, yeah. firmly on the pulse of uh, the cinema world. And, and, and every once in a while, if it's something super obscure or super indie, it doesn't hurt to, to tell us for sure. But if comes down to distribution, Canadian distribution. Yeah, but if, if you're reading about something at TIFF or Sundance or Cannes, we know about it too. So, and, and we'll be trying our hardest to get it. Um, and sometimes people have been asking about movies that are like just premiering at a festival, and I'll go look and cross-reference it on IMDb, and I'll tell them like, well, it's just starting the festival circuit. It doesn't have distribution anywhere yet. So there's a lot of ifs involved. Like when it's like tiny, tiny, or yeah. like a student film that, like, despite you know, either it's like a cause that sounds really interesting or yeah. a subject matter that sounds really interesting. Sometimes it's just not possible for us to get it. Yeah, and and it, either because they don't get distribution into Canada, or they're gonna go with a a you know, internet distribution who, or whatever. Yeah, because it's changed so so quickly now. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, sometimes the person who was making the movie doesn't have the money to get it out there themselves, yeah. and so they have to sort of find somebody to help them out. Well, even, like, I was talking with the... It's, and it, 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 the, the fun thing about the internet is how quick you can talk to somebody, is that I was chatting with the producer of... Uh, Joss Whedon wrote and co-produced a, kind of a, rom- a... What do you call it? Kind of like a fantastical romance movie about two people with kind of psychic powers who fall in love in different places. And it was kind of like a sleepless in Seattle with a Joss Whedon twist to it. And I completely forget the name right now, but if you cross-reference, you'll find it on IMDb oh, pretty it easy. Was Mood Indigo? Is that what is it that was? It? But it, it went straight to a um, internet distribution campaign where it was like pay what you can because they, they didn't get a good distribution offer kind of thing. It's, it's, so they, yeah. And so they didn't. And that's like, like, Joss Whedon's name was on that, and they had a hard time getting distribution. So you know how hard it is sometimes for a filmmaker to get distribution where you're like... Not just distribution, good. Good distribution, yeah. yeah. Good distribution. And so they made the decision to do that, and supposedly they did pretty well. And so I, I just basically contacted the contact email, and the producer emailed me back, and we ended up having a nice conversation back and forth of saying, like, Mayfair has... has proof of us showing stuff that is on blu-ray or online and still getting decent crowds with it so i said and we all once a year uh, the local brown coats the, the local firefly mm-hmm. nerds um do a, a, a screening of serenity and raise a bunch of money so i said they're they're they pack the house yeah so i said yeah. if you guys wanted to do a big screen version and like send us a dcp or send us a blu-ray i think we could draw a good crowd even if you want to do it kind of as a fundraiser thing or whatever and he was super nice, and he was like, he 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 loved the theater. He looked at our programming, and he and he said, he said, you guys are top of our list if we're going to do this, but we might be stuck of, of being only online. Like yeah. that's kind of the the twist. But now we know. Now I know this guy, and you know, if something else happens or whatever, if they want to do a little theatrical run, but even you know, so it's not everything makes it to the big screen. And now it's like 
more movies are being produced than ever, and we just can't get them all. Yeah. Like, and and even movies like I would like to see, and we just we miss them. We can't get them all. Like, and which there are is, more movies than there are hours in the day. Yeah, and it's a blessing to us because like if you look at our 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 Ottawa premiere list right now, we've got like a kung fu movie and a couple of kind of off-kilter documentaries. The <laughs> yeah, and then The we, Last Impresario is the next document. Impresario. Yeah. Which is a documentary about... It's another one of those... This Is it a Broadway guy? It's it, our yeah, British it's guy. British guy who's like... it's like The tagline is, is, is um, the most famous person you've never heard of because he was involved in the inception of Rocky Horror. He helped Monty Python with some of their theatrical stuff. And uh, so it's kind of one of those like interesting behind the scenes kind of guys. It looks very akin to uh, Mike Myers' Superman, which we played mm -hmm. recently. Uh, but I was saying like we're showing it right around the time of our next Rocky Horror run. So I put on Facebook and I was like, hey, Rocky Horror people, you probably want to come see this documentary because it has the Rocky Horror guys in it. Yeah. You know? Speaking of Rocky Horror. Yes. <laughs> there's going to be a remake. What? For really? television, I think. I think yeah, like a two-hour TV special. Like a how do you remake that? Or that's, is it or is it just like a live Broadway show kind of thing? No. 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 Weird. It, that's like the Broadway show exists. That's right, its right, own right. thing. The movie is its own thing. Yeah. They're like coming in with a new two-hour TV special, which is gonna be. Weird. It's always interesting because I always I always come to the defense of remakes because there's a lot that I like, and if you look at Broadway, every generation there's a new somebody doing something. You know, like right now or, or just recently, like Neil Patrick Harris just finished playing Hedwig on Broadway. Yeah. Or there's like Cabaret and Alan Cumming was in that, and I think he just left. Now somebody else will come in. But with Rocky Horror, it's it's always that kind of fan interest slash with fans fearing change and just loving what they have. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just like, I'm not even sure what the Rocky Horror Picture Show is still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So, so what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, and like when... What's their story going to be? Is it going to be... Is it going to be the same? And is it going to be like an actual movie movie? Or is it going to be like one of those kind of... Like Peter Pan just did like a live, live to, live to air Peter Pan with, with uh, Christopher Walken as, as Hook. Whoa. That happened around Christmas time, I think. And they're doing it, I don't know. And then I think a few years ago, they did Peter Pan in the same manner of like a live. So is it going to be like that? Or is it going to be? I, you know, there's a lot of speculation. I didn't hear about this yet. Okay, so this is uh, on Jezebel.com. Um, two of the movie's original producers are on board and high school musicals Kenny Ortega is set to direct and choreograph. Hmm. Interesting. And there's a picture of... Um, Tim Curry smoking oh, yeah. a cigarette, looking On really stage. old, yeah, <laughs> and uh, dancing with uh, breaking it down with the smoke. <laughs> yeah, dancing with uh, the other costumed. I guess it's like a live, uh, a live show thing. And, and the thing that always with with remakes is that what I always kind of blows my mind is like you don't have to panic because a you don't have to watch it, yeah, and b your thing still exists, you know? And there's no harm in watching. Like, I love the old Planet of the Apes and am fairly neutral on Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes, but really like the new incarnation. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes new is not bad, you know? And yeah. Like, I don't... But it's... it's, it's it'll be bad. It's but it's always like interesting. It's a giant question. Yeah, like, what are you what doing? The hell? <laughs> yeah. 
And to have it on TV, I mean, God, you know, TV isn't what it once was, but TV's fairly racy nowadays. Yeah. But then, but then it's like, because we, I, I haven't even kept track, but we, we play Rocky Horror now almost monthly, right? But it is monthly. It is yeah, monthly, yeah. yeah. I see, do we take like a break after Halloween or yeah, something? November, yeah, November. One month. Yeah, yeah, November we take a break because October's, you know, the yeah. extravaganza. Yeah. yeah. But we do very well with it still. And like, what is the secret origin of our shadow cast? Like, did they come to us and say, we want to do this? Or I did think so. Sam is an alien from outer yes, space. Yes, Sam, the, 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 <laughs> the best dressed man I know. Best dressed Frankenfurter <laughs> gentleman. So did he come to the Mayfair and go, hi, I do live performances, I want to do this? Because it's quite an undertaking. I have no idea, but you gotta find the this amount out. of energy that he puts into it yeah. is incredible. Because how many cast members at any given time? You have like a 10, a dozen up there? I can't even count yeah. them. I just know when they are here. Yeah, and they do like full costume, they do the full A lot show. of props. And the, and the term shadow cast, I, I didn't even know this, but that's not theirs. I guess like that existed as a term yeah. before. Um, and it just means like live performance in front of something. So whether that be wh- whether that be Sound of Music or Rocky Horror, it's kind of that mashup of a live performance mixed with thing. I gotta f- we, okay. So next we gotta find out the secret origin of the Shadow Cast and how that came to be. Yeah, because it's it's quite well, it a probably show. Started you know very shortly after the film's release when the when the cult. It probably started in like L.A. or New York or but something. But Sam is younger than I am. Yeah. So he but he's so been, he's been he doing it. In, no, I mean in general. In general. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is Sam younger than you? Maybe Sam's like oh an immortal. Gosh. Sam's like a Highlander of Rocky Horror. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's the Christopher he Lambert. The He's the Christopher yeah. Frankenfurter. And until somebody comes and decapitates him and takes over his role, he will be the immortal Frankenfurter. He just lives under the stage and nobody knows. Yeah. But again, like if anybody, I admit I am not the biggest Rocky Horror fan in the world, but the shadow cast is something to see because they converted me. Yeah. At first I was like, okay, cool. This is the thing. There's going to be a huge mess in the theater. That's sort of how I looked at it. Yeah. Now yeah. I embrace the mess and embrace the mess. <laughs> this Saturday every month is the best yeah. day of my month. Yeah. Uh, I think we got to start wrapping up soon. I got to pop popcorn. I think, I think we managed to not talk about too many movies that we're not getting. Yeah. <laughs> and to, I was, I was just going to come and talk about daredevil for 45 <laughs> minutes. That's all I've done for, for two days is watch Netflix. But here's what I did. I watched I watched Daredevil, but I still managed to I am today will be my fourth Mayfair movie in a row. I've watched else. four Mayfair I, movies. I feel in four days. bad because like I haven't been watching too many movies lately. Yeah. Um, but I got as like it's like gee, I work here. I should yeah. come here and watch movies. Yeah, I managed to I managed to, to <laughs> and I haven't really done that since I think Gambler was the last movie I saw. Here. The number one question I get from people is usually like, "Oh, you work at the Mayfair. Cool. You must see a lot of movies for free." And it's no, like, you, "No. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing paperwork, man." <laughs> ah, as I did. So so in 4 days I watched Voices, SpongeBob, Timbuktu, and I'm about to watch Wild Tales. Yeah. And in between that I still like I'm so excited for you to see the first 15 Man. of Wild Tales. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm going to walk out. And anger. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to come see Wild Tales and Duke of Burgundy. Yes. Yeah. Looks really Duke of Burgundy. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week. Everyone keep on looking at uh, our Twitter and Facebook and saying hello and asking us what to get. And we'll tell you we're getting awesome things. Mm-hmm. And October 15th is coming. Get your back. And we have Kung, Kung Fu Killer with Kung Fu Killer. Donnie Yen, the great yeah. Donnie Yen on, uh, that starts on May 1st. Yeah. yeah. Looks amazing. The trailer yeah. is really incredible. Yeah. Don't let the sunshine sway you away. We're yeah. still playing good movies. Sunshine's always there. Yeah. <laughs>
two hours to watch a movie out of your day, that's, that's way better. You, don't be, you get sunburned outside, you can hide inside, yeah. it's much safer. Yeah, come to like a four o'clock show, that way when you leave, the sun is still out. Yeah. That's like the best thing, when people are leaving the theater and they're people like, forget. whoa, yeah. it's still sunny outside, we have yeah. hours left to our day. I won't, de- I won't be depressed now. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, bye. See you later. Bye. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.